The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, you know what? For some, it may be the stuff dreams are made of. Alberta made gelato spiked with alcohol. Are you kidding me? But for the man trying to sell it, there's been nothing but headaches. Rob DeGroote, the operator of Red Cup Distillery, he's been working on this for three years. He joins us now on the phone with details. Hey, Rob. Hey, you do. Hey, listen, uh, for a guy that doesn't know much about anything, um, <laughs> what's gelato? Gelato is a type of ice cream that is more of an old-fashioned Italian style. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of it's, icy, right? Like a sherbet? No, it's uh, quote-unquote healthier ice cream. Oh. <laughs> it's, lower, it's lower in milk fat. Okay. It is got less air in it. So, like, if you took a, a big thing of ice cream from the grocery store that's one gallon, it might only be half of that volume. Oh, uh, because they don't put much air into it. So it's a nicer, smoother flavor. Um, North America is very used to ice cream, mm-hmm. but gelato is more of a recent thing that comes from Europe. Yeah, it's yummy as well. So you took some gelato and you thought, hey, you know what? Because uh, I have a distillery as well, I'm going to spike the gelato. Um, why'd you decide to come up with that one, Rob? We, when, you buy, uh, when you buy a bottle of vodka at the liquor store for, say, $16, $14 of that goes to the government, and the manufacturer and the liquor store shares $2. Okay. So, so with our liquor, about 70% of it goes to the AGLC. Wow. Now, the government has tried to do reduce our taxes, and they did the farm gate change. They've tried to do other things, but it's really dealing with a 120-year-old industry that was essentially taking control of the Bronfman's and the Mafia's distribution network. So. Mm we're dealing with a very antiquated system and to make money my goal my goal had to be getting rid of taxes um, we worked with some very smart people from ATB from ex, uh, economic development and managed to get the regulation read that ice cream was essentially a frozen beverage which reduces my taxes substantially oh. okay so alright totally makes sense so did you get around the regulations then here in Canada? It's, it's the interpretation of regulations. So Canada has more rules than I think we know what to do with. <laughs> and then it depends on the person who's reading it on what the answer is and what the intent is. So that it is an innovative product. You just can't mix alcohol and, ice, uh, and gelato because it will melt. It changes the freezing temperature. So there are some special things that we do have to do. Um, and yeah, we, we, um, sorry, we, we, we ended up basically coming up with a product to have a new product class in the liquor stores. Okay. Oh, so I was going to ask. So you, your intention was then to sell this product because it contains alcohol in liquor stores? Yes. We and can only sell it, well, theoretically, we can sell it through licensed establishments only. Right. Okay. Which would, which would be liquor stores. And were you able to do that? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, so everybody worked hard. Everybody, like, Treasury, and, and, and we, we all got the rule change, and then the government said we cannot install deep freezes into the liquor stores. Oh, okay. Uh, and why, why is that? The rule is that you cannot, uh, as of yesterday when AGLC came out with their official response on uh, CBC, it's because we cannot provide inducements to the liquor stores. Inducements. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So... In the 1930s, when uh, Calgary Brewing 
was taking a lot of the um, pull, uh, the bar pull things uh, where you serve beer. Yeah. Um, the government stepped up and put a rule that they were inducing the breweries or the the hotel owners mm-hmm. to serve only their beer, and this rule was put into place almost a hundred years ago. But wait a second, I, under- <laughs> I I've sort of run into inducement rules before because I owned a bar. Yeah. If you only have one product that falls in a certain class. I don't see how that would fall under the category of inducement because the idea behind inducement rules is to prevent a house becoming a so-and-so house. Like I'm only going, yes. you know, I'm going to sell this for half that. So, you yeah. know, I'm inducing the customer to buy nothing but this one company and that, and then companies make deals mm-hmm. with bars and that kind of thing. Right. But if there is no competition to this particular or, or well, I guess, yeah, God, it's kind of confusing. I can see why you're having a problem. I've 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 heard four different interpretations of the same rule. Yeah, and and so when we were starting to run into resistance at Christmas time, um, I was dealing with a distributor in the U.S. to sell our our prairie made natural moonshine to the South, and I'd made mention to a gentleman in the American government, and he said, "You're you're a frozen cooler. You can go into any grocery store or right. any convenience store in the U.S." A lot of people are saying, "Hey, there's they sell ice at liquor stores." Why can't you they throw it in there? Sell, they do sell ice, but that is um, that is not an alcoholic product. Right. You can't you can't have a display which induces people uh, to buy a single product, right? So uh, yeah. you know, that's sort of the gray area of uh-huh. inducement rules. I was just want to question, maybe totally left field here, but I, I bought that Hagen Dazs spirits. Mm. Yep. Ice cream. That's a half a per- that's a half a percent alcohol. Oh, uh, okay. So that can be sold in any grocery store across Canada because the alcohol is essentially a flavor. What about Quebec? Mine is like drinking a, a bowl of frozen right. Baileys or a, a yeah, frozen yeah. wine. Which, by the way, sounds delicious. Uh, Quebec has different, uh, well, every province has different liquor laws. Is Alberta the only province you're having difficulty with? Uh, the other provinces aren't even worth phoning. Um, I was told in no uncertain terms by the Quebec government they won't accept any out-of-province craft alcohol. Are you kidding me? No. That, that's no. the province that sells alcohol at the gas station. Mm-hmm. What are you... Yes. <laughs> what and the... Ontario Ontario subsidizes their liquor manufacturers yeah. with large multi-million dollar low-interest loans. And in Alberta, the argument is we have an open system. So we're competing against Chinese liquor. We're competing against very low-cost um, centers like Caribbean rums or Venezuelan rum. And uh, the big multinationals, and then the other, the other provinces, which all subsidize their manufacturers. So everybody can dump into Alberta's system because we are an open system, but they don't reciprocate and allow us into their province without a whole bunch of other rules over and above saying we'll accept anybody. But their distribution network is really what hinders us getting into the other um, provinces. Rob, it's another- easier to get into Texas or China than it is to get into um, Saskatchewan or BC. Another question for you. I had some bourbon ice cream recently. I think yes. you might. I think you might know where that came from. Starting to see a pattern. Um, would that be kind of the same idea? Is that the 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 alcohol content was much lower? It's all about alcohol content. Okay. So as long as you're less than one percent, okay, um, it can be sold in the grocery store. Okay, because it is being sold, and it's a local person that makes it, right? Yep. So okay. Yep. So you're this looking. Is, this is. We needed a special license that took. A lot of very smart people about two years to accomplish. Okay. So now you're looking, what, to the states? Yes. Okay. So what's what, where are you at on, on that front? We, we got a, a kickoff on Monday morning at 10 o'clock, it turns out. Um, the United States, we have to manufacture the 
the ice cream side in the U.S. because the dairy quota oh, stopped dairy. between Canada and the U.S. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and then we also have patent uh, process patent pending stuff. So we have to manufacture it with somebody in the U.S., but our liquor is coming from Alberta. And Alberta does have the highest standard for quality in the production of liquor as far as I know in Canada. So is there any light at the end of the tunnel as far as Alberta goes? I mean, what would you it, have to do or change? It is, you, you can't be normal um, and having to figure out this system. <laughs> it is, it's not logical until you have read the history of alcohol in Canada and the provinces. Yeah. Um, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, a lot of smart people have had to help and government is trying to change the rules, but there are a lot of them. Um, there is light at the end of the tunnel, and it is export, because I do not pay any taxes when I export excise taxes. Um, so if I sell a bottle of liquor to the U.S., they will mark it up in the state of Texas or the state of Florida, and it's nominal. It's about a dollar for a half gallon, hmm. where for a half gallon up here is about 50 bucks. Could you could you sneak over a couple of gallons over to the? Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. This wasn't an in-person news. conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, our our moonshine we've won awards uh, for it. It is 100 percent natural, unfiltered, the way all of our wow. grandmothers did on the prairies um, huh. before the war. Um, and that is what helped us get to Texas. Was the the natural process. We are kosher certified in the U.S. as well. You know, we hear time and time again, no matter who we're talking to, economists, uh, MLAs, uh, city council, it doesn't matter. Time and time again, we hear that the backbone of Alberta moving forward, we have to take our reliance off a single industry. We have to mm -hmm. encourage small business. We, we have to make it easier for small business. We have business, to make it easier. And then cut you, the red tape. Yeah, and then you run into this, right? It's the yeah, same well, conversation, it's, it's honestly. Just my, it's just Barb and I and... Yeah, and thank goodness she did her master's in political science. And so she's, <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's reading that, and she's an accountant, so oh. she can read she can read the laws upside down and backwards. Nice. So, Rob, just for folks who don't know about uh, Red Cup Distillery, you're based right here in Edmonton, right? Yeah, we started in Vegerville three years ago, mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of old time moonshiners east of Edmonton of mm -hmm. of Eastern European origin, so we fine tuned our recipe there. And then, because it's so small and so far away. Um, when they did the farm gate change to reduce our taxes at the front door, uh, we we began communications with the international airport because they're developing uh, a real cit a city within within the airport, and we moved there in May of this year. Oh, well, congratulations. I hope things are yeah. going well, and I hope things get better on this front. It sounds like uh, heading to the States, and I hate to say it, but heading to the States is going to be, well, obviously the best thing for you guys right now. Because I have such custom licenses to manufacture liquor, when the bank looks at my assets, you know, the, the accountant says it's worth X number of dollars, say it's a million dollars. But if the bank was to foreclose on me, they would need to get a liquor license to be able to sell it. So they say my liquor or my inventory or aging in a barrel is worth zero dollars. Right. So we are essentially operating with a million dollars into a business where the bank is unable to lend on it because they don't consider it an asset. <laughs> Much like a technology company who has amazing yep. software, yep. Um, they don't value that company of has, having assets. So we've had to spend over a million dollars with licensing, bureaucracy, equipment, and then to have our institutions say, uh, your business has no value, uh, you know, the old-fashioned ways. If I owned a farm, they would give me an arm and a leg and, and, and another thing. But because we don't have land that they can secure, we just have... Canada's only legally made, Edmonton made copper pot stilts. Um, it's not, 
their traditional term of an asset. <laughs> so wow. it's it, it, there are tough days when when you end up just reading a lot of legal mumbo jumbo yeah. that mm-hmm. makes absolutely no sense. And it was sad that we had to look at the U.S. But when you have to pay the bills, absolutely, yep, you, no, for sure. they'll accept American money. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> if I'm you sure want to, if you want to find out more about Red Cup Distillery, the website is redcupdistillery.ca. You can follow them on yep. Twitter at Red Cup Distill as well. Uh, lots of information on there. Do you do tours out there? We do do tours, and um, we do have a store and come out for a taster. Awesome. Um, we are just. The last right before you get to the arrival departure terminal, <laughs> and a hundred yards north on the runway side. Okay. Oh, I know where you and, are. I've, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can't make it out to see us, go see any craft distillery or brewery at their front door and yeah. and support them because. Um, the liquor system is 100 years old, and they're not they're going to move about as fast as Grandpa. Well, it's, so, you know, it's it's so frustrating when you go into some of the stores, and, you know, if I want to go buy uh, some Strathcona spirits or some Hanson, whatever it is, or, or yours, and I find that the, pr- the price is so marked up. It's so expensive at times and, to and, buy. And Strathcona or myself or Hanson or Rig Hanson, yeah. we only get about $5 out of that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And we have to run a distillery, pay the rent. Um, the government has... The government is trying to compensate for AGLC's rules, but that means that you have agriculture, economic development, and everybody else trying to compensate for those weaknesses. Well, Rob, I think we've got a a panel idea coming up here to have you guys all in and maybe talk about some more of the challenges that you're facing. Rob, best of luck, and thanks for taking the time uh, to explain what's happening to us today. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Take care. I was just looking at the schedule. Yeah. The Oilers uh, preseason schedule. Oh, I know. Monday, September 17th, Oilers at Flames. We'll have to get off the air a little early. 5.30, puck drop at 7. Son of a gun, almost not worth the trip. Uh, Hey, um, we don't have much time here before Mm. we check on uh, your news headlines, but we don't need much time. Uh, The new date uh, for getting the LRT uh, signaling system working, uh, according to uh, Talos, is uh, December 4th. So there's the, the new day. Um, I would suggest, if anyone's actually keeping track of this, you not uh, write that in ink. I would uh, pencil that in somewhere. Lightly. Lightly. That will put us more than five years. If that date holds up, that'll put us more than five years past the completion date. But they date. say they are confident. Oh, they yeah. Are, they are, they're confident. And then, and if it doesn't work... Then the city can take it over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The city has now developed a backup plan. Mm. Uh, if we had that kind of capability, I'm not really sure why we didn't just uh, do it in-house in the first place. And I heard, and I don't mm. want to misquote the city, but I think I heard something about if they go to the backup plan, that would actually integrate more easily with the uh, current signaling system. And I got to ask, well, if that's the case, why did we go to an outside firm? <laughs> well, you know what? You have the opportunity to ask all of those questions to Mayor Don Iveson. He's going to be on with Ryan Jesperson next Wednesday from 1130 till 12. And then he will join uh, Jennifer Crosby over at Global Edmonton at noon as well. So Perfect. that should be amusing. Mm-hmm. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.